Well, hello. Hello, my friends. How are you? I'm so excited. Here we are. We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, And uh, I am so excited. I have a guest for you this week. But before I dive into all that, what is up? Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. Uh, If we've never met before, hi, my name is Kat Cantrell, and I am your matchmaker, dating coach, and uh, host hostess with the mostest. And if you have stumbled upon this podcast, I'm so grateful. If your friend has shared this with you, will you give him a big, huge hug for me? (laughs) I love it when people share, uh, dear matchmaker, but let me just give you the lowdown. So here at dear matchmaker, my goal is to help you have a more, uh, have, have greater clarity and have an empowered dating life. And what does that mean? You getting greater clarity of what your needs are in a relationship, uh, what can you do in order to attract the love that you truly deserve, what ways are you getting in your own way when it comes to finding love, and so much more. And our goal here at Dear Matchmaker is to provide you tools in your toolbox so that you can become that more confident and empowered dater. And uh, I do that in a variety of different ways. I do that by answering your questions. Uh, that's not today, but... If you do have a question for Dear Matchmaker, you can always uh, go to the website, dearmatchmaker.com, and submit your question, or you can just DM me. You can slide in my DMs, babe, uh, at Cat Cantrell, both on Facebook and on Instagram. And just before I go into all of this, and just as a reminder, Dear Matchmaker is a labor of love. And so it's brought to you by my agency, theheartagency.com, where I offer matchmaking, dating coaching, singles events, workshops, and so much more. In fact, this message goes out to the ladies. Guess what? And I think I mentioned it before, I believe. But I want to let you know that uh, one of my passions is that I used to do retreats. And in fact, the last retreat I did was to Turks and Caicos, December of 2019. I had a trip planned out for 2020 for Amsterdam, and we all know what happened to that. So guess what? Guess what? I'm bringing it back. I'm going to start doing retreats again, and I'm so excited. And so I here's the thing. I want to know, are you interested? Do you want to come with me? Do you want to come with me to a very warm, exotic location? Ooh, February or March of 2024. Spend a week together. You and I can talk about all things dating. Maybe give you a profile makeover. Maybe a photo shoot. Maybe a couple of extra little things. Private chef. That kind of thing. Like, doesn't that sound fantastic? So here's the thing. I need to know whether or not you're interested. I need to know whether or not is this a thing. Are, th- are there enough of you out there who want to come to something like this? Spend a week with me. Spend a week with me. So if you're listening to this, I want you to pause this really quick. Pause this episode. And I want you to email me. Cat, C-A-T, at theheartagency.com. Now, I'm not going to sell you. This isn't like a just full disclosure. I'm not going to sit here and like bombard you. I just want to know whether or not you're interested. Are you interested? So email me, cat at theheartagency.com and say, yes, I'm interested. And I'll put you on a wait list. And so when I release it to the masses, you're going to be the first that I notify because I'm only probably going to take a handful of people. I want a very small, intimate retreat. 
Um, so if you're interested, please make sure and email me cat at the heart agency.com. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Now I'm so excited to bring my guest to your beautiful ears for today. So let me introduce her. Are you ready? So let me, uh, I'm going to pull this up. All right. So my special guest for today is Treva Brandon Scharf. And Treva and I, I cannot wait to share this. I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. So let me give you a little bit of a background of who she is. So Treva is an ICF certified life dating relationship coach, longtime fitness pro, and author of the new book, Done Being Single, A Late Bloomer's Guide to Love. And I know that we've all some of us, maybe not all of us, but some of us have been there. I've felt that way in my life where I'm like, is it ever going to happen for me? And so I thought that Treva would be such a great addition to Dear Matchmaker. Okay. Before I go in, let me share a little bit more about her. With over 40 years in the fitness business and many more in the singles world, Treva knows how to help people achieve their personal best in life and love. Treva blogs about surviving singledom, and finding love later in life and contributes dating advice to Newsweek, Huffington Post, Hollywood Progressive, Thrive Global, The Intelligencer, Medium, Bustle, Up Journey, Better After 50, The Good Men Project, and so many others. She currently co-hosts the podcast Done Being Signal, Single with her husband, Robbie. And I'm so excited to bring her to your ears because I just feel like there's power in numbers. There is power in numbers. And so her and I have a great conversation, an open conversation, and I cannot wait to share her with you. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Treva to Dear Matchmaker. Treva, my love, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. Thank you, dear matchmaker. It's great to be here. I love it. I love you already. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know I, you. I know. It's, you know how like... uh when you instantly, it's like when we talk about dating, I always tell people that they only need two minutes really to understand whether or not it's going to be a red light or green light to know what, whether or not you want to continue to talk to mm -hmm. them. And mm -hmm. instantly the moment you hopped on the zoom, I was like, yep, fast friends. This is going to be, this is going to be an amazing interview, but I'm so excited that you've carved some time out to be here to I get the I get the glory of being able to share you with my audience. So I'm just so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. It's great yes. to be here and be shared. Yes. And I'm here, and I'm here to share and whatever. I, it's all game. And I'm yeah. game. Yes. I said. Yes. So yeah. Well, let's let's just start at the beginning. Let's talk about, I know you've had your own journey to finding love and which has brought you into the, the work that you're doing. And so how did you, let's just start there. How did you get into doing what you do now? Coaching or writing? Well, let's start with the coaching. <clears throat> well, what came first? Did the writing or did the coaching come okay. first? Well, I'm a writer um, by trade. I'm a, an okay. advertise, advertising copywriter. So I have some writing chops. And um, I was writing copy. That was my first career out of college. I continued to oh, do wow. that. I did it as a freelancer. And then, um, I don't know, about 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, I got into the fitness business, completely left advertising um, because I had been teaching classes. I'm a group fitness instructor. 
from Jane Fonda days. And so, and I'm a lifelong athlete. So it kind of just was a perfect sort of fit for me. And mm -hmm. so I started, I was teaching here in LA at this place called Barry's Boot Camp. And one of the instructors said, I have a client, a private client. Would you like to work with her? I can no longer work with her. So I did. So I started working with this woman, changed her body. Um, and then she referred me to all her friends. And suddenly I had this training business. So I did that for 20 plus years. And then I met, and during this time I was single. Mm -hmm. Okay. Single, single, single. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end, end, end of my 40s, literally five minutes from turning 50, I met my husband, the guy who had become my husband, and we got engaged. And then we got engaged, and I started a blog called, mm. the, Late, called the Late Blooming Bride. Mm. And so I'm still doing fitness, and now I'm someone's fiance. And I thought, this is a really hilarious story, a first-time bride at 51. And um, I thought it was worth writing about because there's yes. just, it's just so such a different um, journey to be this age and to be you know, we, when we think about girls getting married, women getting married, they usually do it in their twenties, maybe thirties. Right. 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 Um, and so here I was sort of this, this older bride. And so I started a blog and I blogged mm. and I blogged and I blogged. And then I, there's a piece of my story that, um, in my early forties, when I realized I am never getting married, I guess, and I'm, I better, and I didn't have kids. So I sort of had forgotten it's not that I chose it, but it chose me. And suddenly I woke up one day and realized I forgot to get married and have kids. Mm. So this is all a long story, long story longer about how yeah. the book came to be. Yeah. So I set out uh, uh, to get pregnant on my own. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Single mother by choice. Right. Tried. So after X amount of years of blogging, I thought this journey, this baby journey that I went through was so um, interesting and painful and hard and wonderful and just all kinds of interesting twists and turns. I thought there's a story in this. So then I thought I'm going to write a book about a novel about this little piece of my, just the little piece of my story. And um, I went to UCLA and I took a night class on fiction writing and I got about, I don't know, two chapters in and it just was too hard. And I thought, mm. I can't fictionalize this. I can't, mm. this is my story. And it turns out that my story is stranger than fiction. And so I thought, well, why don't I just write it like a biography, like a, a memoir? Why don't I just, you know, I know the players, I know the people, I know the characters, I know the plot lines. It'll be much easier that way. And as it turned out, it was. So I then really kind of stretched it out and expanded the story to include a lot of memoir, a lot of my childhood and, and family and all the dating stories and all the heartaches and the heartbreaks and the boyfriends. And, the, and I threw it all in this book and there you go. And that's yeah. how it came to be. That's a long-winded story. Sorry about that. No, it's not. It's perfect. I, uh, you know, I, I feel like, so even with this podcast for myself, the times, the episodes that I'm sharing, the 
stories of my own dating life and experiences, um, those are the most downloaded because I feel like people need to hear those stories because I feel like when you're single, you feel alone in it. Like as if you're the only one who's possibly experiencing these things in life. And, and it feels really good to hear someone else be like, oh my gosh, she went through these things and this is what, so like, I'm not the only one. So, and I think people, when we share our own personal journeys, when it comes to dating, it's so much more relatable versus a fiction, even though fiction, there's a place for fiction, don't get me wrong, but I think like, yeah, it just, I love how it just kind of found you where you were just like, you went on a, a mission to do one thing and then you ended up transforming into this beautiful piece of, of like a, a, a testimony to your own journey of finding love that can inspire so many. Thank you. Um, you should be my agent <laughs> or my publicist or my publicist. That was, <laughs> um, you missed your calling. Oh, uh, thank you. That was a really, that was a really beautiful way of describing my journey and yes, and my path and that's, and the book. Yeah. And, and yes, I mean, I was single a, longer than most women are alive. You know, I was single, right. think about it. I, you know, and I, I think I had my first date at 14 and I did not stop until I was 50. I was single. Yeah. And so I have so much experience. I have so many stories. I have so much wisdom, so mm. many observations. And yeah, I feel like it's, it's practical stuff and it's useful and it's beneficial. Mm -hmm. And if I can help one person, you know, mm -hmm. my job is, is done. Mm -hmm. um, I did not, as I said, I didn't really choose this path. It sort of chose me. Right. Um, did I set out to be single forever? No. It came with a lot of heartache. As I said, it came with a lot of frustration and a lot of pain. But, you know, it also came with a lot of um, super great times because I guess I wasn't that miserable or else I wouldn't have done it for as long as I, as I did. You know, I would have mm. probably sold out a lot sooner, but I was not ready. Yeah. I just could not settle or settle down mm -hmm. until I was ready to do that. And for some people, it happens in your early twenties. God bless. I wish that happened to me because I probably would have had some kids. I might've been divorced, Yeah, but it happened to me, you know, in my fifties. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to accept what the universe, the path the universe puts you on and then mm -hmm. make the best of it. Yeah. And I, oh, you bring up something that's so important. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on is because I'm sure you see this in your work too, where it's like, there's something that happens, like women think that they're less lovable when they're 40, when they're 45, 50, 55, 60. And I feel like part of the, part of the battle that I have with these women is re-educating them and teaching them that they are lovable for who they are now, because women love to say, oh, men want younger women, men want younger women. And that's not the case. I mean, maybe there's some of them, 
don't get me wrong. There's some of them that are out there that are like, that that's what they want and that's fine. But I feel like when we're putting out the energy that we're not lovable, that we're not attractive, that, that, and when I'm saying we is that I'm almost 50 myself. So it's like, we're not like desirable. We're not sexy. We're not, uh, a hot commodity anymore because of our age. I really feel like if you have that mindset and you have that like energy that you're putting out, that that's what you're going to get versus really kind of owning who you are and being proud of who you are. And all of these years of things that you've done for yourself and this wisdom and this insight that you have that a 25 year old doesn't because of life, because of experiences. Um, I find that, that that's like half the battle. It's just understanding that you're deserving. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of opportunity to despair when you're single. Yeah. Especially as you get older. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so, I hear it, but I just wanted to say to your audience, no, men don't necessarily want younger women. I don't believe that narrative whatsoever. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I live in the most shallow place ever. I live in LA. Right. Right. And I'm not, Okay. And I, I'm from here. I grew up here. Um, no, I'm sorry to report. Uh, that's not happening. Men do date our age, date age appropriate women. Yes. And, and if they don't, if you meet someone that doesn't, he's not your guy. Right. Because you can't, you can't do anything about your age. Right. It's, right. You are how, however old you are, but that don't despair about that. I mean, for God's sakes, I, I, I know. If anything age does for you, it should bolster your confidence, not break it down. It should empower you. It should boost your morale. You should be so firing on all cylinders at this point in the game. I mean, my God, I got to say, even though, um, yeah, I was sort of in the, as I'd say, the perfect storm of despair right before I was 49 still single, not yet married, was not successful at having kids. And, um, and my training, oh, this is where I forgot to leave, uh, complete the story. So, so I was kind of burning out my, my training career was just like, mm, it was great while it lasted. I'm sort of burning out. I'm coming to mm-hmm. the end of it. I was also like perimenopausal. Yes. And just feeling like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think there's something else in me to do. There's some better than this, not better, but like, I just felt like there's something else. I got my coaching credentials and had them, got them, didn't do anything with them Mm -hmm. until sort of the pandemic. So like kind of, you know, when the pandemic started, that was my out. I'm, I'm done with this and it's time to crank up the coaching Mm. And that's when I, it became official because all my clients are zoom and I didn't have to go because I, I had a, a, a private training business and I would go to people's homes and that wasn't going to happen. I was never going right. to go into someone's home again and touch a dirty body, a sweaty body or handle dirty equipment again. So, so the, the choice, the decision was sort of made for me. And that's when I became, I got into the coaching business, which mm. is really a fantastic, um, combination of fitness as you kind of it's like the best of being a trainer. I'm I, I like to consider myself a trainer for the other parts of your life. That's right. So, yeah. so I took I took my my um lifelong athlete with my lifelong singles experience. Yes. And 
that's how I coach. And I coach a lot of women our age Mm -hmm. and men, a lot of men. I know. Yes. A lot. I, I can honestly tell you most of my clientele are men. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they suffer too. They do. They do. Yeah. Sure. But it's temporary. It's temporary suffering. Everybody's suffering is temporary. You know what I mean? This stuff is, this stuff is dating, despair, frustration, disappointment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it requires some work. Yes. You know, you're going to have to do the work. Right. If, uh, you know, as I, I speak out of both sides of my mouth, because on one hand, I'm all for effort. I believe in effort, doing the work, making yourself attractive, doing whatever it takes, you know, getting in shape or getting healthy mentally, physically, emotionally. Right. But on the mm-hmm. other side of my mouth, I say acceptance, acceptance, acceptance and forgiveness. Yes. Okay. So there's two th- dynamics going on. So on one hand, yeah, you got to put forth the effort, but then you've got to sort of surrender and detach from the outcome. Yes. That's the magic. If you can do that, work hard, put yourself out there, get online, go out, you know, do whatever you have to do physically, self-care wise, mm-hmm. and then pat yourself on the back and say, all right, I'm, I'm, putting out there into the universe. I got to let it go. Whatever's going to come back is going to come back. Otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. You'll stay in despair and it's not fair to you. It's not, it's not. I think that, uh, I, I teach the same, I teach the same thing where it's not to be attached to the outcome, just to go into dating with the mindset of just connection. Like I'm going to connect with, I get to connect with somebody new today, no matter what happens from it. And to not have an agenda where it's, you know, what if this person's my soulmate? What if this is the one, what if in all of that verbiage that people yeah. love to yeah. use when it comes yeah. to dating and, mm. Um, it's kind of like, I'm kind of going through this myself because my house, I'm trying to sell my house. And every time someone comes into my house, I feel like I'm having a lot of first dates because <laughs> they're coming into my house right. and then I'm waiting for feedback where I'm like, right. is this the one, is this going to be the one for them? And so I, I'm taking my own advice when it comes to that, to not be attached and whoever's here, I'm just grateful that they're here. And then, you know, if they're if they like it, they like it. If they don't, it wasn't meant to be. And it's right. like right. every no gets you that much closer to the yes. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard not to get your hopes up. It is. It's really hard. It's yeah. hard to keep your expectations in check. Yeah. Super hard, right? We all meet mm-hmm. someone and we start projecting all kinds of things and fantasizing and dreaming and hoping and wishing. Yeah, that's human nature. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's great. You know, hope, hope is important, but it's, you can't, yes. you can't subsist on it. It's, you can't live on hope alone. So yes, there is work involved. This is where a coach comes in handy. This is where, that's right. you know, this is where I whip you into shape and um, we get your morale boosted and your confidence built and your resilience fortified and all the stuff that you would take with you out into the dating world. And yes. it's, um, 
and and yeah, put your your bet your best foot forward. You show your how you you know. I'm sure your house looks beautiful before anybody comes in, right? Right. You, you have it staged beautifully. It's you know, it's all about presentation and and the vibe of the house as well. Mm-hmm. After that, it's kind of out of your hands, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, and it's, it's just hard, trusting. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's trusting. It's faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's what. Because, okay, so I can't, I can't say that I'm a pro at faith because <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I really, I have to work on the faith part. Mm-hmm. I still have to work on the faith part with everything mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, um, that's, that's, that's a heavy lift sometimes for me. Um, but I will say that uh, if maybe if faith is not your strong suit, then surrender. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like try like we're saying detach from the result mm-hmm. and that might help you because i don't know there's all kinds of sayings about you know turn your attention toward other things like and it tends to happen and which is sort of true because that happened to me i before i met robbie i gave up i mean i really gave up i thought mm-hmm. i mean after that after my last breakup I was 49. I thought it's never happening. I'm mm-hmm. never getting married. It's okay. And it's all right. And that's where the faith came in. That's mm-hmm. where the faith came in that I'm going to be all right. Even if I don't get married or if I don't, if my life doesn't turn out the way I sort of envisioned it, that is, you know, what's going to get you through the tough times and the dark days, having that faith that you're going to be okay either right. way. Right. You are going to be okay either way. I feel like uh, one of the things that I teach that I teach my clients is having a, a mindset of abundance that especially I feel like it's it's more challenging for my older clients. They feel like that they have to settle on the first person that comes their way because insert all the reasons why and um, teaching people of having more of, of having that trust having the faith and having the understanding and having a mindset of abundance that you don't have just because you're an older person doesn't mean you still have to settle. You shouldn't settle anyway, no matter what your age is, but I feel like older, they're like, well, this is the best I can get, you know? So they'll be like, I guess this is okay. Um, But if you have a more of a mindset of abundance of understanding that there will be someone else, not, I try to like, not say it to where it's like, don't worry, there's more fish in the sea, but more of like an abundance mindset of being like, this is the first of many that I'm going to come across, that I'm going to meet, that I'm going to experience and connect with. Right. Um, right. So it's kind of in, in line with what you're saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, you know, we, we all want what we want. Um, there's no one's perfect. Right. We're all, we're all flawed humans. That's kind of a beautiful thing, right? Especially you get to a certain age. I tend to, I don't look at it as baggage or I'll look at it as like designer baggage. (laughs) I mean, we all have baggage. Okay. (laughs) You know, but it's cute. It's like, I love that. I'm going to have to steal that. I think that's so good. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, shitty, you know, baggage from some discount store it's it's your baggage it's great it's louis vuitton it's gucci it's you know it's high end it's 
it's hard earned. You earn that baggage and it's not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, a bad thing. So yeah, you, we get to an age, it gives you character. It gives you texture. It gives you uniqueness, you know? So own yes. that, own that. Okay. First of all. Um, yeah. And the other parts are equal, equal, like I said, acceptance, um, you know, com- self-compassion. Um, you want to be healthy you want to be mentally healthy emotionally healthy you want to put your best face forward forward yes um you know you know all of you guys uh, ladies ladies or do we have a a mixed audience here or is it mostly women is your audience it's, mostly women? i would say according the last time i checked it's there's more and more men that are listening to the podcast but i think it's it's okay. roughly probably about 70 percent women, 30% men. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, get quiet, go inside, tune in, you know, you know where you need to fix things. And as a trainer here, I'm of the thinking that, yeah, self-improvement, you know, I'm a big fan of it. I really think that you, right. This is where the work comes in. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to have to make a little effort, men and women. And um, it's not, it's 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 just a beautiful journey. You, you don't want to do it for yourself anyway, right? You right. want to get healthy for yourself. And, and the more you're relaxed and calm and centered and not desperate and not in a hurry and feel good in your skin, the more attractive you <laughs> become. As I like to say, the happier you are, oh, I should mention, and the more comfortable you are being on your own and alone. Yes, that too. Yeah. Being, um, you know, comfortable in your solitude, right? So the happier you are being single, the sooner you probably, you won't be single. Yeah. And I, I, oh yeah, hundred percent. And I, uh, it's to me, it's like being just happy enough. Like, it, uh, I feel like sometimes too, people can get into the slippery slope of like, I'm totally happy and I'm a self-sufficient, independent woman. I don't mm-hmm, need mm-hmm, anybody. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a way that we put up walls and barriers when we use that kind of language versus like, you know, I feel like sometimes with, especially with my women, it's, it's okay to want someone. I mean, do you need somebody? No, but it's okay to want somebody. It's okay to want someone in your life. Sure. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, there is, um, there's a cohort of, I'd say midlife single ladies, women that feel like, fuck it, you know, I'm okay being single. And there's a lot of science and research to back that up, that single women of a certain age are happier than some other demographics. They are ten. The, the I know a lot of really, really happy single women over fifty, over sixty now. They're cool. They still yeah. they're out there. They're still you know on the apps or whatever. But right, eh, you know what? Um, most of them are divorced. Most of them are digging their single life, and they get to do what they want. And their kids are grown, and life's kind of groovy. Um, there's a cohort of younger single women that. I fear for. Hmm. Whoa, whoa. That's all I can say. I read hmm. a lot of dating 
content, advice, articles, blogs, mm -hmm. and millennial women are so mad. They're such man haters. I, I really, know. I'm concerned because now they don't want to date. They just don't want to date because they hate men. I don't right. think, I think we were lucky enough, those of us of a certain age, mm -hmm. before apps. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I'm just going to say it. I mean, I, no. I mean, let's yeah. Just, I, let's yeah. Just dating apps have, uh, have, okay. have destroyed, has destroyed connection dating. I agree. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to just say it. I, I, the elephant in the room here, dating apps. Okay. Yeah. I love them and I hate them. Same. They're great. And then they're horrible. Yes. Okay. So um, the problem with younger women is that that's all they have. They only, that's all, that's all the only way they meet. And it's, right. it, it's, it's a toxic cesspool yes. of dehumanizing bad behavior and bad actors. And, um, and I, I have to laugh because they have uh, not a thick skin, young women these days. They, it's as if all of these like, oh, jerks and, and, you know, ghosting and, you know, they're all the, as if it's just like this new phenomenon mm -hmm. that no, there, no people have, you know, this is dating people. This is, it's hard. It is hard. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. It it's annoying. It's, it's, I mean, it's all that. Oop, it's all that. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, dating like life, you, you, you know, you just gear up for adversity. You deal with it. Okay. You cannot have a, a thin skin in this thing. And if you feel like you're burning out and if you feel like you're getting beaten down and if you feel like you're getting bitter, take a break. Yes, 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 yes. Get off the apps, pause, delete, freeze. I don't know, whatever you do. And, and just, you know, get a grip. Um, it's not healthy what I see going on and what I hear mm -hmm. and it doesn't represent all men and yeah you know we've all I don't know maybe we've all had some some little encounter with inappropriate behavior yeah or a jerk or a creep mm -hmm. um you know even in the in the um, old you know when dinosaurs roamed the earth when we before apps I mean I, who hasn't been stood up? Who hasn't right. been dumped? Right. Who hasn't, who hasn't been rejected? It's like, it's not a new concept, people. Welcome to dating. Welcome to life. This yeah. is life. And yeah. I, this is why I fear for kind of younger women, because I'm not, I'm, I'm a little worried that they don't either have the, the um, fortitude mm -hmm. to deal with it. Um, it's just, and, and, and my other issue with, for everybody just, um, in general, that there's so much bad behavior on apps that yeah. people, what happens is you get hurt, you get angry, you take that hurt and anger mm -hmm. and you, you carry it with you. It's like a virus that, that, you know, when you're mistreated, when you're disrespected right. and then, and then you go off and then you carry that hurt and pain and disrespect with you. It's just, it's get what I'm saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think too, the thing about dating apps 
And I know my listeners have heard me talk about this before in the past, but I feel like part of it is not only the being able to hide behind and to be able to act inappropriately and to do it. And I think apps are coming along with making sure that people's accounts are verified, that they're, I mean, they are trying to put in some uh, gateways to like, yeah, hopefully prevent the poor behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think too, it's the paradox of choice where the apps give you the illusion that you have all of these choices to pick from. And so part of it is that it's not, it's, it's, it's um, getting in the way of allowing people to be present in the moment with who's sitting across the table from them. And um, people are becoming serial daters and they are like, well, you know, just, using it as right. a point where it's like relationship shopping. We're like, well, if this doesn't work, I know I can hop on the app and I know I can find somebody yes. better. Or is this the best that I can do? So I feel yes. like that there's some of that too, where before, um, you know, a couple of generations, even our own generation yes. growing yes. up, we didn't No, we you, you, had you what gave, we had. <laughs> yeah. You gave it a yeah. chance. You gave That's it right. a chance. That's right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And you, you didn't just, um, you know, wasn't disposable. Right. Like, like people are disposable and that sort of hurts me um, yeah. because that's how, and then, right. And then you feel like that when you're yes. not, when people, you know, when they just disappear for no reason or they don't call right. you, I mean, look, but that, again, that's, that's the part of dating. There's always going to be some frustration and disappointment. There's always going to yeah. be rejection. It's just not in your face. Like it, you know, it wasn't now it's just, it's a, it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? Mm-hmm. It cannot mm-hmm. be good for your morale. Right. Um, but I, you know, again, um, I don't know how old your audience is. Um, I They're about like our I'm, age. We've okay, got some so, millennials out there too, but yeah. So I feel like I'm this lone voice out there. That's just like blowing the horn for old fashioned romance, beating mm. the drum for courtship, yeah. right? And yeah. chivalry and come on, people, we're losing it. Mm-hmm. If you don't be, if you're not careful, we're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to know how what to do when you, I mean, people can't look people in the eye anymore because they're so used to this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they won't know how to court people and they won't know how to woo people. And then there's the whole issue of, well, I don't want to be wooed and I don't want to be approached. I don't want men in my, invading my space. I don't want to be looked at. Yeah. I don't, I, again, um, I don't know how it's done. I don't know how business is done. If that's the case, then why date? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. We're just walking around like invisible to each other. Oh my God, it breaks my heart. Yeah. I think you kind of said something that is really important, which is, I know before I met my fiance, so I was married before I went through a divorce in my early thirties and spent my entire thirties and early forties, um, online dating and doing all the dating stuff. And as a single mom, um, and I remember convincing myself that romance didn't exist, convincing myself that like rom-coms, like that kind of thing doesn't, is not reality convincing myself that I didn't, I don't need all this and this. I don't need the romance. Like I had, I was so, I was like, I was so determined to prove to myself, right. That this was not something that I needed. And then insert my now fiance who like 
was the most romantic man I've ever met. And I remember saying to myself, like this, what's, what's going on with this? Like, does this really happen? Is this like really reality? Like, is this kind of relationship truly? And I think I, but I had to let it in. Like I had to be open to it. I, as the woman had to be like, I'm going to allow him to show up for me in this way, because it was really important for him. Like he still opens all my doors. When we go anywhere, he is always opening the doors for me. And, um, Mm -hmm. we were at the grocery store not too long ago and we pulled up and he came around and he let me out. And, um, there was a woman that was like right across the way and she like leaned out of her window and she was like, good for you. It's so good to see that men like this still exist. Um, but I think part of it is that I had to take a step back and be like, it's okay to let him, if he wants to open the doors for me, I'm going to let him do that because it's a way for him to show me that he loves me. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are beautiful things. And I'm afraid we're losing that. And I'm afraid that women are so hardened and so cynical and they are so independent. I mean, listen, I'm all for strong, independent women because I am one. Right. Uh, But come on, ladies, like just soften up a little bit. I don't know if that's called like, you know, being in your feminine energy or we all know you can make a living. We all know you can pay your own way and buy your own, Mm -hmm. split your, the, you know, the bill and open your own doors. We know all this. Okay. You guys, yes. (laughs) Buy your own homes. Yay. Um, but I'm like you, I mean, I have a, a husband who opens doors and gets up and when I come to the table and, and walks on the outside of, on the sidewalk. Mm, Yes. Yeah. And and all those lovely old school dating things, etiquette Mm -hmm. that I, I really appreciate. And I, I'm afraid Mm -hmm. that they, if we don't, you know, start being kinder to each other and more appreciative for the process and how beautiful the dance is. Yeah. You know, this is, I, like I said, I just, I, I, I know a lot of women are, they're threatened. They feel threatened. There's a whole thing about me too, which great. I mean, it, that was something that had to happen, mm-hmm. you know, whose time had, has come, but I agree. Um, we can have a whole other segment on me too and how it's affected modern dating, the, the dating mm-hmm. culture, you know, feminism, now that is affecting the modern dating culture. Um, it's a really interesting space to be in as a coach and a writer. Yeah. Um, so much change is happening right before our eyes. I mean, even in the time I've, I published my book. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about I, it. Let's talk I, about your book. She's pointing I, to her book. Yeah. Where I come from, the, the fitness and self-improvement, you know, business. Mm-hmm. It's really not so much dating advice that's in the book and that I, that I coach people. It's personal growth. Yeah. It's personal development. Mm -hmm. It's at the end of the day, what makes you attractive is really all about self-worth. Really. Mm -hmm. If you really reduce it down, um, that is to me, dating is an exercise in self-worth. How you get there is what I talk about, how to achieve that, how to feel good about yourself. Um, that's what I, I, do with my clients. And that's what I talk about in the book. 
There are, mm-hmm. there are so many ways, but it's really not conventional dating advice. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as I was saying at the top of the show, definitely make the effort. If you right. need to lose weight, lose weight. If you need to get in shape, get in shape. If you need to do whatever cosmetic things you need to do, do them, do them. Okay. But, but really the more substantive end of it is stuff that is an inside job. It is what's, you know, I'm just, I see it. I I know, I know, like I know. Mm -hmm. And that is what's ultimately compelling. The most compelling. It's not charisma. It's not looks so much or charm. Mm -hmm. I say this to the men watching it's having conviction about yourself, mm-hmm. conviction about who you are and what you have to offer is sexy as hell. Yes. Yes. And that confidence, is- confidence goes a long way. It doesn't like, it doesn't really matter. I think with both, with both men and women, like it's, you could be the most attractive woman, but have the lowest self-worth and the lowest, you know, lowest self-esteem and you won't project yourself in that way. I mean, you could be, you can maybe turn heads, but when it comes to connection, you know, it's, I've seen women who, uh, are not the industry standard, you know, body types and, but they have like, they exude confidence and they are the most sexiest, uh, you know, they have no problems, uh, uh, finding connection and finding, um, great, uh, potential matches and same goes for men. Like men, I, I help men just like you do, where it's like, I feel like half the battle is helping them see themselves in that way, where it's like to be that confident person. And, um, I find that both, both men and women suffer from it. Yeah. It's the human condition. Right. And it doesn't matter how handsome or beautiful you are, you know, people still look, we can think we can come up with a few really like famous, beautiful women that have been cheated on and Done, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And you go, mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> you were Halle Berry, Christy Brinkley, Ava Longoria. I mean, we can go on and on. Right. Right. Um, right. It doesn't matter. It really just doesn't. It's first of all, there's a lot of it that is not in your power. It has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that whole thing, how to, how to separate what's yours and what's not yours. Again, this is all part of having conviction about who you are and and what you have, what you've got, it will, it will really spare you and it will save you in the long run. And, um, I hope you read my book because I have great detail about how to build, find conviction, build it, keep it. You're a product. Think about it. You're dating, right? You're a product. It's Mm -hmm. marketing. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It's marketing. It's branding. It's, it's marketing. Yeah. It's branding. It's believing in your product. Right. Okay. So that's where you're at. That's where it's at. So um, I feel like we could do like a whole segment. I feel like in just this conversation, Treva, we've like, there's like different like subjects that we could have taken out and like have like this whole like uh, hours and hours of conversation. But um, tell my listeners, like, where can they find your book? Um, tell us a little bit, like, where can my listeners find you and all the things? So let, let them know. Sure. Sure. Okay. So the book is pretty much wherever books are sold. Okay. So they're in Barnes and Noble and independent bookstores and Amazon You can go on and 
you know, if you go on to Amazon um, and buy it and read it and love it, I'd leave a review. It always helps me. Yes. Um, and you can find me at my website, which is trevabrandonsharf.com, just my mm -hmm. name. There's a link to the book there too, but there you Perfect. can read more. You can read more about me. You can read my blogs. You can um, watch my interviews. I've got a whole library of interviews like these, like this, yes. and um, and find out more about my coaching services. Good. And yeah, and then just reach out to me. You know, just contact me. Yeah. Send me a little note and tell me what's up and how I can help you. Wonderful. Well, it has been such an honor having you on the podcast and um, I'll make sure and put all of your links in the show notes so that um, everyone could just do one little click and then yeah, that's all it thank takes. You. That's, um, yes, you're one click away from being a happy single person. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been so wonderful talking to you and I hope to have you back sometime soon. Thank you. There's so much to talk about, isn't there? there is oh my gosh i told so you it's crazy out there it is just, there so is much. so many little you know that tangents tangents right yes feminism um old school romance um you know online dating offline dating there's so much right. we could do about this world okay? yes it's it's all really interesting but here's the bottom line it's just dating people it's that's not, right it's not life and death. That's right. I just don't take into, it so seriously. <laughs> don't take it so seriously. You're going to be right. okay. You're going to be what more a great than okay. Yes. Yes. You're going to well, be a fine. great way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank great you. way to end the episode. Thank you right so on. much. Thank you. All right, my friend. So what did you think? I'll make sure and put all of her links in the show notes. And she's so sweet. You guys, like when I was done interviewing her, she's like, you're a really good interviewer. And I'm like, Thanks. Like, you know how it's one of those things where it's like, you don't like people just make this assumption that you should be some way. So, so when people compliment me on things like that, it just means so much to me. And I loved having her and I would love to have her back. So I just want to give a gigantic, huge digital hug to Treva. Thank you so much for being a part of Dear Matchmaker. Um, all right, my friends, if you're not uh, subscribed to the podcast, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, uh, rate and review because here's the thing. Uh, podcast and Spotify and all these streaming platforms, the only way that they know that this is a good podcast is by you rating and reviewing it and sharing it. So please make sure and share this with the single friends in your life. Or if you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure to subscribe and to rate and review because I would love, love, love it. And if you do review this podcast, I have a little special gifty for you. All you have to do is email me cat at the heart agency.com with a screenshot of your review and I'll send you a little something from me to you. Okay. I would love that. All right. Make sure and follow me on all the socials at cat Cantrell. And, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being part of, of my world. I'm so grateful for you. And remember true love is waiting for you and I will see you next time.